Welcome to Best Threesome Ever, a podcast discussing all things revolving around nerdy pop culture. Probably not what you were expecting, but it's just as fun. Now here are your hosts, Nick, Rob, and Kevin. Paul something, I don't remember right now. But his real name isn't Hunter Hirsch Hemsley? No. I feel so lied to! All right, here we go. Best threesome ever, episode 90, brought to you by Heroic Goods and Games in Minneapolis. Yeah, I'm Nick. I'm Rob. I'm Kevin. And here we are, finally back. <clears throat> yeah. But as I choke on my own spit. Yeah. <laughs> gross. Sweet. Hot. Yeah. Hot and gross. <laughs> finally, we're done with Fest, and here like we are. Anything Ron Jeremy does. Jesus. <laughs> I don't think he chokes on his own spit. <laughs> I'm not Doesn't con- he? <laughs> I don't think so. Every time I've seen him recently, he's had to like. Anyways, <laughs> recently we're talking about back when he was in porn. God, I hope he's not still in porn. He still is. Oh, I, I refuse. No. Yes. No. Yes. He like has to like hold it so it like stays up. Stop it. Yeah. It's, what? I guess when you have that much sex, I guess your dick stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. And you fucked as much as he has. None of us have fucked as much as he has, as much as we'd like to think we have. I have had spurts. <laughs> That's not the right word. Not, uh, as, not nearly as wow. much as that, man. There's no... I have had periods in time in which I could have been favorably compared to Ron Jeremy. They were <laughs> no longer than maybe a month, but... <laughs> mm-hmm. It seems like for the most part he's just in sort of those those kitschy movies. He oh, is nice. like oh, those yeah. those B you know sort of like sci fi channel copycat sort of. Oh yeah. sure, but he's he's I think he made a porn recently within like in the I last just, ten years. I just well, remember he wasn't another... Bikini Valley Car Wash as Uncle Ron, <laughs> but I'm not entirely sure this was a this looks more soft core, more B rated porn. Well, like, you know, the kind of thing you would see on, like, Skinamax. Yeah, yeah, Sure, sure. Those movies were great when you were a kid, but... Oh, yeah. Now they're like, what are you doing? Why are you, like, licking her inner thigh? Because they don't really, like, do... It's the, the Tommy Wiseau in the room where he's just banging the shit out of her navel. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> so, what's on the list? <laughs> <laughs> So I was starting to say that Renfest is over. It is. sure is. Yeah. <laughs> Rather glad for it to be over. It was kind of dragging on, and the last day was cold and rainy. And I mean, it, it, got ni- it, it got nicer as the day progressed, and I, yeah. you guys even had quite a few lines. Like, we, we thought it was going to be super slow, and then the turnout yeah. ended up being exceptionally pretty stellar. Busy, yeah, it yeah. was exceptionally busy for a last day. I don't think I've seen a busy last day like that in a long time so someone uh one of the other cast members that i'm friends with uh i think put it best uh in years past it has a certain stop point and then you just kind of keep going right this year's stop point was saturday seventh weekend (laughs) like that was the big finale Mm -hmm. and then sunday was it was just sort of a bonus day yeah and that's definitely how i feel too like like saturday was Perfect, stellar, gorgeous, yeah. it was wonderful weather, and, and like I loved it. I thought it was an outstanding weekend, and um, yeah. And then we get into Sunday, and it was like senioritis all over the yeah, all over site. Yeah, <laughs> everyone was like, "Hey, yeah, this is the last day." As we go on, we'll remember. Oh, stop! 
there. <laughs> uh, thought you were about to break out into like a boys, boys to men song there. Ah, uh, vitamin C, my vitamin man. C. Vitamin I'm C. A, I'm with you. I'm glad. I'll I'm, make love to you. No, Stop sorry, wrong, wrong boys to men song. <laughs> How is that the right? That is never the wrong. Motown Philly back again. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Thanks. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin was right there with me. Yes. <laughs> it's the only boys to men song, if you ask me. No. Not, yes, what? not wrong. No, it's the only on. boys to men song. No, 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 no. There is something just wonderful about like a passionate love scene scored to I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. I can't. They're, I, I was never a big fan of their love songs but that's because like I was such a big fan of Motown Philly when I was a little little kid okay um, and so when I was about nine or so and they started doing all these love songs that I as a child was not interested in <laughs> sure because I was not ready to make love to you like you want me to I, I wanted Motown Philly I wanted to fucking dance my little ass off you know it's <laughs> <laughs> a great dance move there thank you uh, I was thinking more of end Visual of the road. On and on. <laughs> Sorry, that's right. I was thinking more end of the road. Um, you know that song oh. that was in Lethal Weapon Four. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the end of the road. I, yeah. I, I, they do have one more great song, and that is their cover of "You Just Got Slapped" from "How I Met Your Mother" <laughs> on "How I Met Your Mother." I, uh, yeah. Cool. This is a real squirrely episode. It today. is a real squirrely <laughs> episode. It's 11 in the morning on a Sunday. What do you want from us? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, End of Fest, I, I, I had a great time this year. This was, this was a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it was, Thanks for uh, joining me on that journey, man. Absolutely. This was, uh, this was the best year I've had in a long time. Uh, it's kind of the feeling I've always wanted at Fest. Yeah. I never really got because, uh, while as much fun as I had at the Stockades, um, I never got that group camaraderie from the entire festival because we oh, were right. so isolated at the stockades. Nobody sure really knew who yeah. we were. And so ending a year with, you know, what I would call a, a ton of actual friendships. Yeah. It was very much different for me. Yeah. No, it was, it was a, it was a great season. And I, this is the most fun I've had out at festival, especially being an entertainer now. Same with Cove. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was very much the stocks feeling of like I'm stuck here. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of stuck here. Although I had a lot more freedom after that, like because well, first of all, my day was split up weird so that I had to be on site all day long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more specifically, like being able to go out and just do any bit that I thought was going to be funny and anything I I wanted to try with patrons and other cast members. That was great. I loved that ability, the the freedom that that brought us this year. So, yeah, no, I I had a great season and I'm very very delighted and I I mean, if we can talk certain people out of retirement to join <laughs> us, I think they would also have a lot of fun, but <laughs> I also know they make a shit ton of money, so I'm not going to so much money. I'm not going to push <laughs> I'm not going to push that on anyone. <laughs> There's no, no one fifth, specific. There's no course. fifth musketeers there. And no, no one specific, of course. I'm not speaking of anyone. No, of course not. Of course not. But there, but there is a fourth musketeer that might be joining the Peace Corps. And <laughs> it's true. And an, and an Athos that 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 might be needing to be re- replaced. It. Yeah. Uh, not. But but again. But again, I we're not never, we're not being specific. Would, this is all a hypothetical generality. Yeah. No one specific. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> well, I mean, and that's the thing is that we did not <laughs> we did not make a lot of money this year. No. We did not. No. Um, but no, I our think payment was in joy. Our payment was in joy. But I will say that uh, if we do end up getting a show with a hat pass, there is definitely the opportunity to make quite a bit more. Mm. Yeah. We made a lot of money. <laughs> we know. Yeah. It's, yeah, my, my season was just, you know, I mean, I served mead and it was fun and it was great. And, yeah. um, you know, Matt and I had a lot of fun doing, we did some mead tastings. Apparently he wanted me to help him with mead tastings. I don't know why, but, um, that was kind of fun because you're a performer oh, and therefore, right. you know, already equipped to do things like that. Right. Yeah. I got you, buddy. Thanks. Um, but other than that, it, for me, it was just, you know, a lot of, it, I don't know. It was weird. Uh, I don't know if I. I don't know what it was. Anyways, it was just, it was like a good feeling, but at the same time, it was like a weird feeling uh, just uh, being there and just maybe working all day wasn't a smart idea on my part for two days. Maybe I needed to like take a break at the end of the day or something. I don't know. But anyways, it was, uh, they were long days, but it was fun. Um, I do want to call out um, my Fest Friday. (laughs) Which was the silliest thing in the world. Um, so, Fest Friday, none of the other Musketeers were out. The only one who was was in a meat booth. It's true. Which true. is fine. You made money. I sure did. Yeah. But that meant that I was scheduled to be out there, had taken the time off, uh, and had planned on being out there with no group to play with. <laughs> so, for the first three, four hours of my day, I was lost. No idea what to do. And then... Some of the, the, all the musicians that weren't scheduled for stages that day had said, we're, we're going to be a roving band of bards. Join us. And I went, okay. So I got to be their cheerleader for like three hours. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Holding a little sign they made of the new super group they made called the Feast of Sadness. It was like 12 musicians and a musketeer. It was ridiculous. <laughs> nice. It was very silly and a lot of, it was, as much fun as I had with the Musketeers this year, that was uh, soul-filling. And I really enjoyed that because I got to do music, which has always been a very nice, happy place in my soul. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, And then, they, then the Feast of Sadness did a comeback tour during final uh, closing gate, closing ceremonies. So that was fun. I learned how to breathe fire. The, the, the guys from Four Pint Shy were teaching me how to breathe fire although we didn't actually practice it was just all in theory <laughs> oh yeah with the with water <clears throat> no like we were just talking about what you need to do how you need to do it and what you need to use to do it and that was about as far as we went yeah because <laughs> i was like teach me how to breathe fire and then <laughs> <clears throat> apparently they all know how to breathe fire so yeah all of them yeah you guys ever feel like at fest like i thought i caught myself doing this a couple times like Kind of, and I hate to say the word gatekeeping, but like, do you feel that sometimes some of the like I feel a lot of people who and I don't maybe patrons are the ones that are mostly doing it that they kind of gotten away from the Renaissance Festival aspect, and it feels more like a like a like a convergence where they're just kind of wearing whatever they want because it's a place to dress up, so they wear whatever nerdy outfit they want. Yes. I mean, yeah, but it's been it, it's been that way for a long time. Yeah. I just felt like this year there was more of it. 
Okay. Well, I mean, that's because there were unofficial, like, themed weekends, and a lot of them, especially, oh. like, the Harry Potter one and yeah. Time Travelers one, Steampunk, et cetera. Maybe that's Well, Steampunk, I think, was official. Oh, was it? Maybe. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, maybe that's, why, maybe that's why I noticed it more, but it just, I felt, I don't know, like, it kind of gets, it, I don't want to see distracts from, I mean, <laughs> fucking just Renaissance Festival, what really distracts from the Renaissance Festival, but uh, I don't know. Maybe it was just because it was the themed weekends, unofficial themed weekends. And I mean, the way I think about it is if it's patrons, who cares? Who cares? They're, no. they're, they're paying money to come and, and have whatever, whatever fun they want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, if they want to dress as you know, Star Trek characters or Harry Potter and steampunk, et cetera, et cetera, awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I caught myself doing it. I was like, wait, I'm being stupid. Just brain shut up. So No, that's okay. Anyways. Anything else about Runfest this year? I can't think of anything very specific. Come see us next year. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be there. We'll be there. They'll be there. I don't know if I will. Oh, I will, because I want to do my 10th year. So mm. That's right. You had your little 10th year thing. That was kind of yes, fun. Yes. Oh, that's I, right. I got my 10-year certificate uh, uh, yes. escorted by, uh, by my two partners here. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great photo which, of us, by uh, the way. Which uh, was actually planned by us uh since like July, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Nick and I talked about this back in July of like, mm-hmm. no, we we're going to escort him and I'm going to use the musketeers as a smokescreen. And the fact that the three of us got roped into doing stuff, I'm like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> so annoyed. Because <laughs> originally the plan was that Kevin was going to be escorted down by the musketeers. Right. That was the plan. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Uh, and that was the plan that he knew about. Um, what Kevin didn't know was that everyone was already in on it, that oh, Micah and, and Will weren't going to escort Kevin. It was going to be me and Nick yeah. the whole time. And it just it worked out in such a way that like it made it look like, oh, well, I've pulled in a last-minute replacement. Ha-ha. <clears throat> so... Yeah, you guys were like holding. Were you like the line keepers? For we the, were line keepers. The, for the, the separation between like yeah. the 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 ten, fifteen, twenty year, yeah, yeah, twenty five, thirty, whatever, thirty five, nine thousand years. I don't yeah, know. Thirty five, forty, and psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite the otherwise line. known as Gary Parker. <laughs> I thought there were two. <laughs> oh, right, and Terry Foy. I yeah. think. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, do the the. Oof. the Faces in wood, whatever. No, no. Ter- Terry Foy is Zilch, this storyteller. Oh. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Sorry, it's a different Terry. Anyways, yep, um, the word mixes up things. Yes, he does. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, good times. Mm-hmm. Um, Very oldies, cool one hundred and eight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in case you didn't catch it, uh, obviously we talked about it on the last episode, but we are now officially sponsored by Heroic Goods and Games in yeah, Minneapolis. Yeah. Um, Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Paul's a good friend of mine from high school, so we worked it out. And uh, you should check out his new store. He got a he moved next door to a, a bigger, 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 yeah, bigger space, a bigger space, and uh, he's got a lot of stuff, and uh, he's got a lot of good deals. So check them out. They really do. Um, like he really every, knows, and they really have everything yeah. there. And and Paul knows. You want to talk to him about video games. You want to talk to him about Funko Pop characters or anything. He'll he'll talk to you about it. So he knows a lot. And if you have old stuff, I instead of giving it to the Goodwill, I would rather 
you should rather bring it there. I don't think he takes like open figures, but old video game systems and yeah. old video games and mm-hmm. whatnot. So, or if you have unpackaged characters or whatnot, he'll uh, he'll give you a good deal on it too. He's not going to screw you over like other places that do. He really does know his stuff, and he'll give you a fair price on everything. So, yeah, or in store credit, whatever you want. So, good place. Check it out. They're cool, and we'll probably have Paul on next month sometime. Cool. So yeah. Good times. So, um, Spider Man was in the news. It both it was kind of a roller coaster of things. Um, Why was he in the news? <laughs> Jesus, son of a bitch! What? Uh, so I don't yeah, know what we're talking about? So what is this? apparently, Sony pulled out and then put back in, and then. <laughs> right. I don't remember the exact deal. It's what like a three movie deal. It's two. Two movie deal. Two movies. Um, he's getting... Well, the three, if because it's two more movies plus a group movie. Yeah, he's got oh, two solo okay. movies. And okay. then... Because you can't just leave Far From Home hanging the way they did and then... You just can't. Yeah, you can't. So you get, he gets that one. He gets another one and then a group movie, um, which yeah. is their final deal. Well, I mean, they could leave it hanging like that. Just ask Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> it's true. Ah! <laughs> Although somebody, I forget where I heard it. I think maybe it was on the Nerdist or something. But somebody made a good point about it's almost they are they're kind of setting it up also so that especially since they've talked about the multiverse and bringing in Madame Web from she will probably be in part of it, which she controls time travel and multiverses and stuff. That it might be a perfect way for Tom Holland to still be Spider-Man, but for Sony to introduce a new Spider-Man. Hopefully Miles. Hopefully Miles. That'd be good. My, and we, bring we in, know Miles is... is In-universe. In he's in been universe, discussed. And he's solid. And he's... Right. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? Well, I guess we're going to have to see where they go. and Or maybe Sony will, after the success of these movies, will agree to let Marvel keep Spider-Man. But either way, I mean... Um, I don't know. I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I think he is the... Uh, out of all of the Spider-Man, I, I personally feel he's like the best Spider-Man mm. and the best Peter Parker. He's he's definitely my my favorite Peter Parker uh, by far. I really think he actually, does a good job of doing both. It's kind of like the Batman effect where each of the actors can do either Bruce Wayne or Batman really well. Very few have done both yeah, very well. Right. Like Tobey Maguire was a great Peter Parker. But he just didn't have the the catchphrase, zhuzh, I guess, of Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, Andrew Garfield was a great Spider-Man, yeah. but a really shitty Peter Parker because he was way too fucking cool. Yeah. And uh, Tom Holland just really kills he does, both. He does both. Yeah, I yeah. think he does both really well. Uh, very good at the awkward teenager thing. <laughs> <laughs> very good at it. And uh, he's, yeah, no, he's such a good costumed spider-man i keep every time i think about it like if i want to pick out the one thing i go back to um homecoming mm-hmm. uh the scene with uh don dong lover mm-hmm. as you put it yeah uh Donald lover where he attaches him to the hood of his car and goes no no you stay there you did a bad thing <laughs> <laughs> you're a criminal you deserve this, deserve this. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Right. <laughs> I don't know why that. that I got ice cream. In, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that always sticks in my head, but it it sure does every time. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's. I'm glad that they finally reached a deal, but I hope it extends past just three movies. Although that will last what next five years. Yeah, 
three movies, probably five years, four or five years. We'll see. And hopefully Tom Holland doesn't get, he doesn't like have some drastic, weird, altering like age growth thing. I mean, he's probably not. He's 20-some years old, but yeah, still. He's, I, and, and, hey, hang on. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> Let's not forget, Mark Hamill fucked himself up on a motorcycle between <laughs> New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. So, yeah, but... Man. So much so they had to write in him getting his face fucking clawed off by a wampa. Yep. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So those uh, battle wounds were real. In case people didn't know that. Uh, anything else about Spider-Man? I don't know what the monetary or what the deal was exactly between Sony and Marvel. Uh, um, apparently, Disney's getting a bigger cut now. Um, like a, th- a 30%. I like, think they're putting you know, in and getting return. Yeah. they're Yeah. It's, it's more involvement from Disney, but more money back for them, too. Oh. Um, See, I thought Sony was bitching because they didn't get the money back that they wanted. So, okay, here's here's the thing I, I've said before, and I'll say again. They are two multi-billion dollar movie studios. I don't care about their fucking money. Well, They're going to make a shit ton of money regardless. The, this whole spat over Spider-Man was fucking stupid and childish. It was dick measuring. It was dick measuring. And it was... was. And it was it was detrimental to the fans, and the fans told them. And so. Tom Holland, that and poor Holland. that poor kid, he was going crazy over this. Like it, apparently, he's he's part of the reason. Uh, it, Kevin Feige has come out and said that yeah, Tom Holland called him personally and said, "Hey, let's figure something out, please, please. Can we figure something out for this? Because you guys are your your dick measuring contest is ruining the fucking franchise and this is somebody who said he will he will happily play spider-man until he's 50 if you let him yeah right it's his jack sparrow if you will (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if that comparison is great in my head but sure (laughs) uh johnny depp has said that he would play jack sparrow at the end of time in fact that's fair every once in a while if you Apparently on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, there are three Jack Sparrows, but if you see a fourth, it's really just Johnny Depp, because he will, on occasion, mm-hmm. go there, dress up, and stand in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, just for shits and giggles, because yep. he's bored. Yep. And he gets no money for it, he just does it because he wants to. Yeah, I've heard that. <clears throat> so, And it's very funny, in my opinion. <laughs> I Yeah, I agree. In that sad kind of way, but yeah. Yeah, because that last movie was just horseshit. <sighs> It was not very good. I actually liked it better than the, uh, the the fourth one. I did too. I thought the fourth one was kind of terrible. I did, but yeah. what I the the fifth one was just worth it for the end to me. Yeah, where it just wrapped up a lot of packages. I didn't r- realize I needed wrapped up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for some odd reason. I just also thought remember to wrap your packages, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Big Mouth, and that show is so it's fucked up. So good. I, I love that show stop, so much. I can't stop watching the it. The Queer Eye episode was so good. I haven't gotten to that one yet. So uh, season three? Yeah. They actually got all five. They got all five of them to do their own voices. <gasps> awesome. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> just, so good. I just love Missy's love of Nathan Fillion and that he comes in and And that Nathan Fillion <laughs> just plays Nathan <laughs> Fillion. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, speaking of other comic book things that are coming to relight apparently titans did a thing 
with the Jason Todd vote. Yeah. I called it. So I posted on Facebook a while back. I'm like, just watch. They're going to redo the vote over whether Jason Todd lives or dies. And they sure are. They sure are. And here's the thing is that, of course, people are going to vote for his death. If they had done this maybe 15 years ago before before Jason Todd came back in Hush, I think he would have lived. He absolutely would have. Mm. But ever since he came back and is Red Hood and has this uh, very devoted following as Red Hood, the kid's dead. Yeah. He's, it's going to be 92 to like 2% undecided and then the rest. <laughs> oh, let him live. He's Jason Todd. Look how pretty he is. <laughs> right. I think it'll actually still be closer than that, weirdly. I didn't see, when I voted it was like 51 and 49. See, that's what I'm thinking it's going to be is closer to like 51 49. Actually, I'd bet it's going to be closer to like 60 40 at the end, but well, I voted almost right away, so okay. I don't know what what the final thing was the, the poll is closed now and they don't show the results, so uh, sh- why would they do that? Well, they where's were the, they were the, where's the fun, right? They were showing them as you voted when it was still open. So if you were one of the last ones to vote, you could probably guess which way they were leaning. So sure, which way the votes were going, anyways. But uh, I didn't pay that much attention to it. But yeah, I think you're right. I think he's going to end up dead. I mean, I don't watch the show, but I think he's going to end up dead. I really should. It, it, it from what I understand, it is so much better than the trailers made it out to be. <laughs> I don't have the DC package thing. Isn't on the DC? Yeah, it's the DC. Yeah. Why are we service. on packages again? Come on! It's because it's it's been a porn related episode <laughs> today. Have you not noticed, Jeremy? We keep getting back to fucking. <laughs> it d- 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 uh, started with uh, Jer- Ron Jeremy. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the name of our show is Best Threesome Ever. Come yeah, on. It's, it's, it's just it's just a thing. <laughs> That's our new tagline. Money. Best threesome ever. Everything <laughs> leads back to porn. Best threesome ever. That's uh, that, that, that's that's, uh, that's our thing. <laughs> it's a thing. I'm gonna yeah. write down that motto. There Hold on. Let's see if I can. New status update. <laughs> Best threesome ever. That 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 that's our thing. I love it. Well, I mean, <clears throat> why not? That's fucking brilliant. Ugh. Anyways, so speaking of fans, also uh, apparently, Rob, you want to talk about the WWE? Yeah, I do actually, and I know this isn't uh, usually within our realm, uh, but yeah. uh, recently the WWE held a pay per view called Hell in a Cell. Uh, what Hell in a Cell is, and what it's most famous for, is in fact a Hell in a Cell match at the end of the show, mm-hmm. where they drop a giant cage from the ceiling and put it over the ring. And uh, it's generally considered a no DQs, falls count anywhere match. It's very much a uh, just hardcore knockdown, drag out type of wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Wrestling match. And the most Mick, famous it one. It was Mick Foley's specialty. Yeah, I was going to say, it, the, one of the most famous uh, Hell in a Cell matches is Mick Foley versus Undertaker, where Mick Foley went through the Hell in a Cell cage. <laughs> Accidentally, that wasn't supposed to happen. Right. No, I know. But he went, yeah, when he went through, it wasn't supposed to happen. Correct, anyway. correct. When he went off the top of the cage into the announcer's table, 
That was planned. That was planned. And that's insane. It is insane. <laughs> like, that sounds significantly more dangerous than falling through the cell onto the ring. Yeah. Well, well, like I've always said to people, while wrestling is fake and you know it's fake and their stories are scripted, they're really doing the, that shit. It's they're not, doing some serious falls. Yeah. yeah, they're doing some serious work. And it's... Uh, they beat the shit out of their bodies, and you know if you sure watch do. a lot of their um, a lot of their like uh, independent stories about what they do, and what, if you follow actually like how they're treated as independent contractors, sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's not so good. Uh, so, and this is kind of the point I want to get to. Great. Um, they have been pushing in storylines. They've been pushing a uh, a character Seth Rollins for mm-hmm. years. Oh yeah, to be a, a babyface hero. Yep. Um, and they've been pushing this other performer, Bray Wyatt, uh, who also has an alter ego called The Fiend, uh, as a villain for years. But here's the interesting thing about wrestling. Often t- there are times in the storylines where they listen to the audience and go, oh, you like this heel character that we have. We're going to push him. We're going we're gonna to push this character and, and elevate him. And I'm trying to remember the exact term, and I don't remember. And I'm sure Dominic is yelling at his headphones right now to tell me what the actual term I'm looking for is. <laughs> but upping a character so that they get more screen time and more, um, right. more, more bouts and more matches. And they've been doing that to Bray Wyatt as the Fiend uh, lately. And he had a Hell in a Cell match between Seth Rollins and... Uh, and Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, and they had this over Hell in the Cell a couple weeks back now, maybe a week or so. Um, anyways, the match did not go the way fans wanted it to. Uh, more so, it went short. Mm. It only went about fifteen minutes. Uh, Pay per view matches last. Pay per view uh, top billing matches go for 45. They go forever. Um, and more specifically, they broke the long-standing canon rules of Hell in a Cell matches by calling it a DQ. And Seth Rollins retained the title and, uh, by disqualification. And the match went short and the stadium went dark as the fans started chanting. AEW, which is the new wrestling promotion put on right. by a couple of former WWE wrestlers. All it looks, of, it looks really fun. Like it, it looks like it's going back to the kitschy, lots of costumes and goofy yeah. names. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit more hardcore. Back to the hardcore stuff with the they hardcore, stopped doing. Yeah, hardcore stuff, but also like the way flamboyant out there stuff. Yeah. The, the stuff that we were raised on as kids in the 80s and 90s kind of wrestling stuff where it's... WCW. Yeah, yeah. Your, yeah your Ultimate Warriors and your, your Hillbilly Gyms and your Isaac Yankum DDS who would eventually become Kane. Yes, he would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. But and uh, the thing is like... Bray Wyatt has sort of been that character lately. The Fiend, where he's he's been retooled as this sort of uh, sinister uh, children's television show host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his alter ego is this scary clown named The Fiend. And it, it's been really weird and back and forth and, and very strange. And he's gotten a lot of fan uh, uh, reaction. Like, they love him. They love him. And they wanted him... And, the fact that he lost the title, but not only lost the title, but to a DQ. Ooh, 
the stadium went dark and you could hear fans chanting AEW, AEW. In, in the WWE's arena, they were calling for the other promotion because they thought the match went so fucking poorly. Like that's, I think that's outstanding. And it, it, the, the point I wanted to get to was that wrestling, yes, is a, a very jockey, sort of rednecky, good old boy kind of sport, but it's also, it's very nerdy. It's incredibly nerdy. Like there are dudes, there was one float, there's a Twitter thing floating around for a little bit there where there was this one guy who, a wrestler in uh, WWE was uh, doing a, a muscle pose in a Twitter shot and said, I don't do, play Dungeons and Dragons. He was playing a character, the actor playing that wrestler, huge fucking nerd, huge fucking nerd, plays D&D every week. Hmm. Uh, and like, it's a really, like, it's such a nerdy sort of sport. And the fan reaction is so huge. And WWE, the reason they got to be the biggest wrestling promotion in the industry is because they listened to their fans. They did. That's why uh, Raw's war, uh, why the Monday Night Wars uh, was won by WWE, because they listened to their fans. They went, you guys like this weird, kooky, hardcore shit. We're going to do it. (laughs) Well, that and Eric Bischoff ran WCW into the ground, but... Yeah, but part of the reason Which Eric was still actually owned by WWE as well, but it, it is now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's partially true. But the other part is that they were looking at numbers and investors more than the fans. WCW was. Um, they were buying big talent. Like that's why they got so big is because they got big elite talent. Guys sniped from the WWF. Your your Stings, your Goldbergs. Your are, Stings, your Goldbergs. They got oh, Hogan. Well, they had Hogan. They had Ric Flair. They, they had, had Ric they Flair. Had, they, they had, had a, AWA was kind of dying at the time, and yep. the, so WCW came along, and they kind of took all them, and then because uh, Sting, Kevin and, Nash. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like Razor Ramon. Yeah, these big fucking Razor. fuck Razor Ramon. <laughs> I hate him. Fuck him. I hate him. No, he's a terrible human now. But, um, uh, but like that's like that's what WCW had going for them was they pulled all this big top elite talent. But WWE grew their guys from farm systems. Yeah. Um, and listened to fans and got the fans involved, and that was that was their thing. And the fact that this Hell in a Cell match went down and they didn't listen to fans at all. Is, is, Not the first time they've done that. No, of course it isn't, but it's been a long string of them in the last few years by, by the WWE because they're the only promotion. They're the only reasonable promotional um, promotion in the industry until now where All Elite Wrestling is coming up and they're bringing a formidable roster. I still have a feeling it's still probably owned in part by Vince McMahon. It isn't. You sure? Not at all. Mm. Not at all. It's owned by um, a, uh, I want to say, Indian investor guy whose name I can't think of right now. But uh, one of the co-executives is um, Cody Rhodes. Right. Son of Dusty Rhodes and brother to Goldust. Yes. Yeah. And so he's he's a part owner of of that promotion. Isn't Cody Rhodes Goldust? No. 
You sure? Yes. Goldust is actually his brother. He did a character named Stardust. Oh. Yeah. I thought Cody Rhodes was Goldust. No. No. Okay. Um, No, his brother, whose name is escaping me right now, is Goldust. But yeah. So, like, he left. Dustin Runnels. Yes, thank you. Dustin Runnels. Runnels. Runnels, yes. But yeah, they run AEW now. And that's like that's what they're doing and they're listening to fans they're getting talent they've got jericho right now which is outstanding Uh, i like chris jericho i like chris jericho too but anyways that's my little rant about that of like you know this is it's it's such an overarching theme that when companies listen to their fans they make money and i wish they would do it more obviously you see marvel and sony got huge acclaim for getting together and making a deal with Spider-Man and WWE is currently getting shit on, uh, because they didn't listen to their fans. So yeah, my overall thing here is companies listen to your fans. They will, they will pay you back in kind for it. Well, listen to your fans, intelligent ideas, not their, not their hostage demands. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because sometimes they make, we don't want this because it's different. Because Star Wars has definitely been smart in not listening to a lot of its quote-unquote fans. Sure. Yeah. That's probably a good idea from their part. All right. But, all right. Sorry, that was my thing on This WWE. has been our segment, Storytime with Rob. <laughs> yeah. We'll edit that down to like 10 minutes. Yes, please. That was, <laughs> that was long. I'm sorry. <laughs> Title of your sex tape. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) That was long. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be an insult. (laughs) No, I like it. (laughs) I just like it so much. I just like it so much better than that's what she said. Yeah. That's fair. Well, no, I I agree. It's all inclusive, you know? I was trying to think of anyways. Anyways, uh, trailers. Trailers, yeah. Trailers. Where should we start here? Let's start with Jungle Cruise. Yeah! That's a good... No, it's a good segue going from wrestling to a former wrestler. Perfect. Uh, not not the remake of Amazon Queen. Of Amazon. The, queen the African of a- Queen. The African Queen. That too. Which was the name of the boat. So I wonder what the name of the boat in this movie is. If it's the African Queen, then it's totally a remake of it. But <laughs> I don't think they're going to go that far. They might. Anyways, so Jungle Cruise. If it's not like 89% puns and dry humor i am not interested like it looks like it's it might be taking itself too seriously and if you've ever been on the ride it's just the uh the 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 skipper shit talking for like 15 minutes yeah i was on it a very long time ago so i don't remember i used to have a video of our and she was the best i've been on a few times she was without a doubt the best she was skipper courtney and so she acknowledged that she was in fact two sisters of barbie <laughs> oh, that's and she great. was the fucking best. <laughs> I still haven't been on the Jungle Cruise because it's, it's closed every time I go. <laughs> I know it's always fucking closed. But if you get a chance, do it. You will have such a good time. Don't drink the water. Yeah. Don't drink no, the water. Of course, <laughs> of course not. Is it bromine or something? Yeah, I, I don't know. I was just. I always think of when I see rides like that. That Simpsons episode where Lisa decides to drink the water, is dared to drink the water, and becomes I am the Lizard Queen. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but yeah, no, the trailer looks fun. <sighs> it does. It looks real fun, and <sighs> it looks like The Rock being The Rock. And yeah, I'm okay with that though. Like The Rock being The Rock is pretty great, and. Um, um, 
What's her name? That's the Emily Blunt. Thank you. Is the explorer chick, and yeah. uh, she looks good. I, I'm having trouble. So, the trailer looks very, very Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> what you mean, Disney? What? No, right? Exactly. Uh, but it looks. But it, it, the trailer just very much uh, grabs that that old school kind of feel of. 2003. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know what I said. <laughs> uh, oh, but, boy. <laughs> uh, but it, it grabs that, that sort of adventure film feel yeah. that, that you saw in the first Pirates. And um, Paul Giamatti's in this movie. Is he really? Yes. <gasps> Remember when he was the rhino? Yeah, I do. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. I still like that movie. A lot of people don't. <laughs> uh, but um, it, it it looks fun. It does look fun. I mean, it yeah, it looks. And when if people, in case people are curious, what I meant by the the African Queen, uh, an old black and white movie, nineteen something or other. But 30, very, I want to say like six. Yeah. <clears throat> a black and white movie about a, a, an ex- a female explorer that wants to go down the Amazon. 1951. That was way off. You sure were. <laughs> I just say words. <laughs> and uh, the riverboat captain who's kind of snarky and doesn't want to take her. But yeah, the the we, granted this movie is based off the ride uh, in Disney because it's a Disney movie, obviously. But uh, I, the Rock has got that very similar look to the captain from that from that movie so um, very similar but probably not going to be anything and I had mentioned before we started recording that I, I said I want this movie in black and white and I don't think it's going to be no, nor quite the it, same I don't think it should be because the, the trailer makes it look like there's so much color and vibrancy right and I honestly feel that if you did people wouldn't see it because they wouldn't appreciate I mean it, it seems like audiences want you know that visual you know that colorful, bright visual visualization of movies, which is fine and great. And, you know, movies have definitely held up to that. A lot of them have, <laughs> which reminds me, Dark Crystal 2. <laughs> Watch that. Yeah. Or the, the whatever series was. Yeah, it's visually it's great. Sure. Um, but it falls short of the same problem that the original Dark Crystal had that you guys talked about and we've talked about before about... That it's with puppets and it, the, the emotional range is limited. So you, while the story is good, um, there are parts of it that you just can't get into because the characters don't have that emotional range. You can't get that emotional attachment. It, it, although they do have a little bit more emotional range than the original puppets and they blink. So, um, But they also there's parts of it that get very Jim Henson-y. I was talking to Kevin about this. And by Jim Henson-y, I mean they fill dead space in Jim Henson movies with like witty banter or comments or just characters talking, which is fine for any other Jim Henson Muppet movie. But in the dark crystal, the way they do it, you just, it takes you out of the story where it's supposed to be like this, not, not necessarily serious thing, but less comic. And they kind of make these, you know, off the comments are weird and it just, Distracts. Although for a couple of the characters, it doesn't really make a difference. But I, if you're a big fan of the original Dark Crystal, then see Dark Crystal the series. If you're not, then don't. It's about all I can say about that. But anyways, Jungle Cruise. 
<laughs> Drink. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was fun. Nick did that one all on his own. Yeah, he really did. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm so proud. <laughs> I feel like D'Artagnan whenever I made a terrible pun. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, sorry. <laughs> so Jungle Cruise, it looks. I, don't, I probably won't see it, it look, in theater. It, yeah, that, that, that one I might wait. Yeah, I might go see that in theaters. <laughs> of course you. I, fucking contrary <laughs> ass. No, but I might though. Like it be, looks fun. But it'll definitely be on Disney Plus about twenty seconds after it's done in the theaters. Yeah, so that's much. fair. And I, I and definitely. I'm, de- I'm getting the shit out of that. Yeah, so. right. Yeah. Although with the new Disney Plus, like the. You can't get the Disney Plus with the Hulu until the day after it is released. So right now you can sign up for Disney Plus, but you can't sign up for Disney Plus with Hulu, which is weird. But I think they had a pre-order at one point, but it was limited, and now you have to wait. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that was it. So anyway, so it's Jungle Cruise. Uh, we got a Birds of Prey trailer. Yeah, we sure did. And it looks super fun. It, it does. Ewan um, McGregor is a bad guy. I really feel like they're they're sort of retconning the terrible decision that was made towards the end of uh, cuts for Suicide Squad. Because mm. uh, I think originally um, Harley was not supposed to end back up with Joker. And that was one of the things that ended up being retooled mm-hmm. sure um and so the fact that they've kind of gone oh you know what let's let's Joker's. let's let her be her thing yeah do her yeah. own thing yeah yeah it looks good and you have uh who else do you have in that movie black canary yep. um huntress huntress uh renee montoya with rosie perez as, as renee, renee montoya, montoya i've been waiting for her excited. to be in a live action batman Forever. anytime there's ever like a female detective i'm like are we finally getting montoya no cool <laughs> and it's Rosie fucking Perez. <laughs> Glass of water. <laughs> White man can't jump. <laughs> I got you. I, was big, I got that. Um, <laughs> which somehow made me think of Marissa Tomei, then made me think of my cousin Vinny, which I recently watched. <laughs> <sighs> my brain sometimes works in weird ways. Um, yeah, Birds of Prey looks really good. Uh, it looks exciting. It looks fun. Ewan McGregor is Black Mask. I'm, I'm right? excited. I'm, 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 deli- I'm fascinated as to what they're going to do with this. Because it looks like he doesn't have the mask. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure he'll have it by the end. Yeah, no, 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 I know. And I wonder if this is sort of a Black Mask origin. Which, sure, yeah. <laughs> which they do a lot. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. If people know who Black Mask is, if they don't, um, read a comic. I don't know. <laughs> Watch the movie. Or play um, Arkham Origins. Yeah, he was sort of the main, the main villain of a, a good chunk of that. Right? Batman Under the Red Hood is mm-hmm. also a good place to go for black masky goodness. I like the title that it's Birds of Prey and the fabulous, fantabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn of one of, Harley of Quinn. one Harley Quinn. Quinn. Yes. yes. The yes. title, I think, is excellent and tells me everything I need to know about this Somebody movie. Somebody was bitching about that, saying, why would a movie like make a title that long? It just means the movie's going to be dumb. I'm like, excuse me, don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice and the hood is calling, and they have a few words with you. was <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest movies of all time. Which one? Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. It oh, was yeah. the 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 parody Wayans of, parody yeah. of all of the 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 coming of age uh, uh, urban the, the urban coming of age films the urban like fantasy, Colors, yeah. uh, Boys in the Hood, yeah, yeah, South Central, yeah. Menace to Society, Juice. yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> 
I like some of the names of some of the characters in here, and I'm, I'm wondering if they're just waiting till the movie comes out, but they have, like, Hot Couple. That's the title of, like, Janelle McKee plays Hot Couple. Isabel Pexad plays Friend. I'm assuming they're just waiting until the movie is released because there's some people that don't have names. Young Goon. Unless they're just, like... Background characters like she's part of a hot, hot couple, couple, right? And she is a friend. <laughs> Probably very true, but I'm I'm hoping that there's more to it. I felt we were missing somebody that was big that was mentioned in that's in the movie, but I can't think of who it is. So maybe I'm wrong. As long as it's nothing like the Birds of Prey TV series from the early 2000s, that's literally all I care about. Because no, that was no, that's exactly what I want. It was. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> you didn't like that one? Why didn't you like it? It was so bad. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaken. Yeah, looks good. I will definitely see it in theaters. I'm very interested to see what type of character Ali Wong is playing. Yeah, because uh, last I checked, they didn't have a name for her character, but she seems to be taking along with Harley quite a bit. Yes, they still don't have it on there. It's uh, yeah, if she be like. If she became Poison Ivy, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't either. Mm. All right. I'm for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm down. So Lost in Space Season 2 trailer came out. I haven't after- watched it yet. and I'm Because I, I just heard the announcement. I guess I didn't realize it came with a trailer. Otherwise, I probably would have watched it by now because I oh. really liked Season 1. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of trailers because uh, it was New York Comic Con just happened. Yeah. So we got a lot of trailers and a lot of new announcements and whatnot so uh it uh, i watched it it i mean if you like the the first season you'll probably like the trailer and it looks yeah. as exciting as the first trailer made the first season look so um it looks good it looks like they're continuing the story they obviously the characters are like three years older but i don't know where the story is if they continued right away from where they left off or if it's some time or has if passed they, if they've been exploring for a little while right i, I would be okay with that it would make sense for the time because they, yeah, because at the end of the first season, they left the planet. They were leaving the planet. No. Yeah, they, they, had, they had just taken off and went yeah. to go explore. They, so, yeah, the time, the time jump would be okay. Hopefully they fix some of the science. <laughs> some of the science boo-boos that happened in season one, like, well, the, like the freezing issue. Well, you know, was, if it helps press the story, I guess. It, it's okay to lie about science. Not that other movies haven't done that. And for the most part, I'm pretty forgiving, but that was pretty glaring. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, the, everything is instantaneously freezing, but my bare skin is fine right now. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's resilient. They're used to it. Um, yeah, no, it's no, <laughs> Space shields. So yeah, so Lost in Today season two looks uh, looks good. It uh, check out the trailer. There's uh, not much more to say about it. We also got Star Trek Discovery season three trailer. We were following following the crew of the Discovery in the future. Yeah, but it's more Berna, uh, blah, 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 Sasha. What the fuck's her name? Michael. Michael Burnham's character is where she traveled into the future. She's like 900 years in the future. Well, and They all did. Did they? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. They all did. The entire Discovery went to the future. I'm They're fucking, all in the future. I fucking forget. I know. How far in the future? 900 years. A long years. time. Yeah. They're this, very, is a, this is officially the furthest in the future the series will have gone. Wow. Right. And it seems, really? it seems like that it's kind of like things have fallen apart. The Federation clearly is still not around, but they, people remember what the Federation was about. And 
because there's a comment about her carrying around a relic of the past and that they kind of, this future wants to kind of reestablish the Federation or reestablish some semblance of the Federation. So, yeah, it's uh, very far in the future. Hmm. It looks interesting. I, I'm sure Graham will hate it, but I will still love it. <laughs> well, I don't know. His One of his primary complaints was that he hated that it took place in the past and wish it was in the future, so maybe I'll like the season better. Mm, maybe. Mm. Mm. I have mixed feelings. Like I go back and forth about how I, f- with the... I. My brain can comprehend where they went with it, like being in the past and it's a whole different universe. And I can, for me, it was the, the in the movie, the, the first Star Trek movie, the, I don't want to call it a reboot, but the, the newer Star Treks, where Spock was like, oh, are you, why aren't you the captain yet? You know, why are you not best friends with me yet? And then he just explains and figures out that, oh, this is a different timeline and kind of explains. In, to me, in a very well-mannered phrase of sentences about uh, this is you're in a different timeline. This things are going to happen differently, and I'm from a different era, and that's okay. Although what throws me is in later on when after Leonard Nimoy had passed, and then they reflect that in the movie when they say Ambassador Spock died, and then he opens that photo of them from the original Star Trek cast and from the movies, like, how would he know who all of them are? I mean, obviously, he could just be like, oh, that's who they are by the looks of them. Because it was still them. Because the the photo was older. Right. It was their older version. So I think he just, he knew, oh, this is is us later. This is us later in his timeline. Yeah, but with Discovery, it's not a different timeline. Right. It's, isn't it the same timeline as the Chris Pine no, no, no! It's the no, prime. It's, it's prime, oh, prime timeline. Time okay, maybe I don't like it then. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That was oh that's, god! I just, you're like that person who like, oh, I really like this. What am I eating? And you're like, oh, it's something that it's sounds chili like lime popcorn. Yeah, it's gross. Oh, the, the what is? I like it? Oh, it's, it's squid. Oh, that's disgusting. I hate it. This is the worst thing I've ever had. No, you just liked it. You fucking lying piece of shit. Quit judging things just because of new information. Hey, oh, oh, oh no, I can't. <laughs> I still I have, like it. I have a really good Sorry. example that I need I'm not you. Graham. It's very much like how my brother uh, hates. It. He hates my oldest brother. Hates tomatoes and swears that he's allergic to them. He is not allergic to them. He eats ketchup. He eats salsa. And he's like, "Well, it's different. I'm like, it's not fucking different." Uh, and his wife is like, we both give him shit about like, it. Ketchup, I can understand. There's so many chemicals that right. like, but yeah. like salsa. You lying liar who lies. Right. I don't like tomatoes either, but I still love salsa, and especially pico de gallo. Right. If you if he's like like me with olives, I don't like to eat olives plain. I I really don't. I don't like the taste of them. I hate them. I love them on pizza. I love them in like pasta dishes. Mm, I will eat them. I will eat them like that, or I'll you know whatever. I don't like to eat them plain, but mix them with something. I'm fine. Sure. Sure. Unlike my brother, who just isn't like I'm allergic to them. Instead of just saying like. I just don't like tomatoes on a, a burger or I don't like them on a sandwich, then fine. Yeah. I'm okay with tomatoes on a burger, but if I take a bite and the tomato comes out, that tomato is dead. It can never go back in. <laughs> you can't just push it back in. No. Yeah, okay. I just, just slap down. And I, I just don't like bananas, man. <laughs> 
yeah, same with my brother. I love all the banana splits. splits. I will eat them. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I don't understand either. It just this I, is completely unrelated to anything. But I made a Thai coconut curry soup last night. It was so fucking <gasps> good. It was so fucking good. <laughs> so it's red all or green. Red or green. Red. Okay. 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 That sounds good. That sounds delicious. And oh, sort of a Tom Yum type deal. Yeah, it was very yeah, yeah, much. Yeah. Uh, it was very much uh, the uh, uh, Tom Tom Kagai. Tom Kagai. Yeah. 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 Tom Thumb. What? Huh? Yeah. yeah. Tom Thumb. So many mushrooms in it. Oh, oh. So Star Trek like Discovery you, season three. Right. So Star Trek Discovery season three. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I, I like the the Mega Man arm cannons they got. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know I should have said Samus, but you know I, 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 I went where I I said what I said. It's okay. I still like you. Moving from there to we got a new Picard trailer. Let's see a little bit more of. Um, well, Will Riker there. Retired. Sure Retired. So, yeah. Washing a, washing a dish, <laughs> old school style. <laughs> right. Like from Star Trek Generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's fascinating, too, because, like, you don't get a whole lot more about what this show's going to be. Not at all. Be. I mean, a little bit with that opening dream sequence, I assume. I think so, yeah. 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 With, with, with old ass data. <laughs> old which, young data. Old young data, which, by the way, is explained in the series. Mm-hmm. He is. Uh, he was designed to look like he ages mm. with the rest of us. I, I just like. I don't mind his sort of cheruby, chubby face, uh, but it's um, the, the hair. It the just hair looks so wrong. Weird. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they could have done better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I find that hard to believe because in the very well, uh, days of future past. No, not days of future past. Uh, what was the last episode of the Star Trek Next Generation series where he is older and he just. He he's he, aged by putting gray in he his hair. Spritz, he spritzes a little skunk stripe in his hair, yeah. right, to make himself look older. So I don't buy the he's designed to age with all the rest of us if it wasn't explained previously because we were already in the future. But uh, <laughs> are you both looking up the title of yes? The uh, all good things. All, all good, good things. things. That's right. All good things. It's a great episode. I couldn't remember either. With Riker and the retrofitted fucking Enterprise. Ugh. With awesome. three nacelles? It needs an extra one. <laughs> so Go faster. So, so dumb. Stupid. I don't care. It's still like it's dumb. It had a big super badass dumb. super cannon on the front of it or on the top of it, bottom, whatever it was. I don't know where it was. <sighs> yeah. Cut through that ship like a motherfucker. Did it have the super cannon? It had some sort of like super of phaser. The, I think you're thinking of the, the alternate universe episode with the... With the battle with the war enterprise, uh, no. Well, it was no. It was when he comes and saves the day at the end, where they're battling, and he's got the big super phaser that uh, just kind of saves the day. And it's Admiral Riker in the Enterprise, because apparently he couldn't let the ship go. I guess I don't know. I suppose as an admiral, you can kind of go, "I want that ship." In the Star Trek universe. So anyways, yeah, Picard uh, doesn't really tell much more about what's going on other than there's a, a female character that needs help from Picard. And Why can I only find pictures from above? Ugh. I don't know. <clears throat> Sorry. Just put all good things Enterprise. I, I, <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, the Enterprise Z, whatever it was. I don't know what it was. But yeah, it uh, looks good. I really can't wait me neither i i love that there's um i think my favorite part of that trailer though as silly as it is but it was the most charming 
where Picard wakes up in his bed and he pets his dog. Oh, they're there, number one. <laughs> I love that his dog's name is number one. I, I'm delighted by that. It does sort of have a super can on the bottom. I uh, yeah, I kind of rolled my eyes at that one. I was like, you've named your dog number one. Sure did. Come on. Couldn't yeah. name his dog Will. Well, you couldn't name it like Commander or something. Well, it's his, it, it's his, like his assistant. Like this is his yeah. primary partner. Yeah. Do you think he would name his wife number one? Probably like nickname, no. like pet name, no. maybe. <laughs> because this is this is a this is a partner relationship, I, yeah, not this a is, partner relationship. <laughs> We're partners, not, not partners. partners. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> partners, not partners. We're living together now. <laughs> living together. <laughs> Uh, I had my socks in. We couldn't socks on. We couldn't lock in. <laughs> Best threesome ever. Keeps coming back to porn. Sure <laughs> does. The, the Scrubs edition. Yeah, the Scrubs edition. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, no. Like his his main working relationship partner is always named number one. He, I, he I, always I calls got them that. that. I got that. Yeah, I got that. Um, because when he gets a new commander at the end of. <clears throat> that other horrible Star Trek movie. Um, Nemesis? Yeah. Um, he calls him number one. Yeah. That actor is really good, too. He's in... Uh, he has a very prominent role in the in the uh, the series The West Wing. Yes. He plays uh, Speaker of the House Halfley. Right. And he was great in that. He was terrible at the end of Nemesis, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, he was in it for He's in five it for minutes. Five, no, 30 seconds, maybe. But... Maybe. He also had a great, that actor whose name is escaping me, has a great uh, guest starring role uh, in the first season of The Orville. Yeah, as, he does. As the lawyer. He or, sure does. What's his name? I have a funny in story. In the social media controlled oh, planet. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I have a Scrubs connection coming up in Nerds Grab, so it'll be fun. Um, oh, okay. Anyways, anything else about Picard? I'm excited to no, see I'm excited what to, the fuck it's about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a release date, January 23rd, yep. 2020. Great month um, before my birthday. So not even, not even too far away. Yeah, no. no, I'm very excited that it's significantly closer than we were expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that Deanna's back. I love that Will's back. If they're only in it for an episode or two, I'm fine with that. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, I just want Will to step over a chair and sit down. Yes. Oh, I don't know if I Jonathan if, Frakes can do that anymore. I wonder though. if his chairs at his. I would try to be like oh, a little too old for that now. <laughs> I wonder if his chairs at his house are designed so he can do that, so they're not like normal sized chairs. They're just kind of <laughs> they're all, lower. They, they've, they've all got a low profile. <laughs> yeah, so he can just step over them and s- sit into them. I love it so much. I want that. I want that in my life. The Riker maneuver. And right. Um, nerd grabs? Anything? Oh. Um, it's been a while. It has been a while. I have a few things. What did I get? I know I got some things. I got a couple things. I'll start while you think about it, if you don't oh, mind. Go ahead. Okay. So, a uh, couple things. One, I got, I went to, I was at actually Hero Goods and Games. <gasps> really? And the hell you said? Shocking. Uh, and I got, uh, I was looking for something to buy and I wasn't quite sure what to get. But I found a Funko Pop that I really liked. And it's a Chewbacca one, which I didn't think I would ever buy Chewbacca, but it's Chewbacca with a porg. It is, like, it is pretty cute. I have to buy that, so I did. And then I got a, a, a Deadpool in his robe from a person who was selling stuff uh, because they're moving. And I got it for a good deal, so I got that as well. And then my Scrubs connection is our friend Amanda asked me to play uh, a role in a movie that she is producing. And the, <laughs> the star of the movie is Tom Cavanaugh. Oh, 
it was DJ's <laughs> DJ's JD's JD's brother in Scrubs. Yeah. So He's also, also a very prominent role in the Flash series. Yes. yes. So I don't know that I will be in any scenes with him, but maybe I will. I don't fucking know. Sure. I haven't filmed yet, but she's asked me to play a very small non-speaking role. Sure. Which fits my. Oeuvre. <laughs> I, let me just say, there's not a lot of acting that'll be involved in this because I've already pretty much done it for my entire life. So. Oh. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get you. It took me a second. I'm picking up what you put down. Yeah. I got there. I have my own equipment. I can do. <laughs> it's porn, guys. <laughs> it's porn. It's, it's going to be his penis. <laughs> totally porn. Uh... Masturbating stranger number three. <laughs> <laughs> Bearded creeper in the corner. <laughs> Number five. Yep, exactly. Number oh my five. God, I love it so much. Uh, so uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's my stuff. I'll let uh, I'll let you guys know. Maybe I'll post a picture if I can get one. I want to try to get a photo with Tom Cavanaugh, but that's super unprofessional. I don't yes, even care. It is. I don't even care a little bit. But if it happens, it happens. If not, maybe I'll just sneak one. Um, yeah, there you go. So there we go. That's about it. That's my nerd grabs. Kevin. Um, so I, I both, uh, purchased and, and beat Link's Awakening. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's not a very long game. No, it it used heard... to be a Game Boy game. So yeah. I'm actually a little, uh, annoyed that they, they charged $60 for such a short game. Really? Uh, it was mm-hmm. a full price game. Wow. And, uh, all the other, even the, like, Onimusha and, uh, Final Fantasy VIII, which were just touched up, were, were much cheaper. But this one was, was a full remake, but it's still a very short game. I, I still think it should have been 40. Sure. But yeah, it was, uh, it was really fun to, yeah. uh, especially with all the stuff I, I still remembered about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so very, very, very fun. Uh, so I've, uh, I've actually, uh, gotten rid of it and, uh, I was going to pick up, uh, Injustice 2, the Legendary Edition, but they didn't have a copy. Hmm. <laughs> And then uh, I was also, because yesterday on the, the GameStop website, they have this new deal of the day on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Hmm. Okay. And uh, yesterday they had the build your own pit boy from Fallout, oh. for, which is normally 100 bucks, and it was 25 Wow. And I was going to get it, and I forgot to hit order. And so I went to check to see if maybe because it was in my cart, it was still, no, $100. I was like, fuck, fuck, shit, fuck, ass, fuck. <laughs> so I didn't get it. <laughs> that was the, the end of the story. Oh. Bum, 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 bum. Whoa. Yeah. Um, so I picked up uh, Frostpunk, which is a uh, 4X uh, city building type game on Steam. Uh, it takes, so it's an alternate reality in which the industrial era creates such bad climate change that volcanoes go off and uh, basically a nuclear winter happens across the world. And so, Sounds like the end of dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, kind of like that, except humans and steampunky, and <laughs> um, so nothing like dinosaurs actually. Uh, <laughs> but it's it takes place in sort of a apocal- post-apocalyptic steampunk Victorian era, hmm. uh, industrial age type thing, right. Right, right. where you have to. It's part survival game, part city planning game, part um, strategy RPG. Huh. Yeah. Real-time strategy game simulator like Civ. Right, right, right. Yeah. I've played a few hours of it. It's fun. 
Um, I don't know why it has such high ratings, honestly. <laughs> but it's also not necessarily my style of game either. But mm. it's fun. Yes. It's got it's got a very interesting um, um, morality compass uh, in that you 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 build this new civilization, and it gives you a, a, a set of uh, laws. Like huh. at the start of the game, you're sitting there going, "Well, I can't produce enough coal to make things run. What am I gonna do? Okay, I guess I'll start 24 hour workdays. That's fine." That's <laughs> how you get the Joker. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or uh, y- there's a morality thing of like you can set up an orphanage for all of the homeless, starving children or a labor camp. I was going to say, or a brothel because Fable did that and I picked the brothel. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> and yes, uh, no, it's a labor camp. So you can have kids working, which <laughs> increases your workforce and moves the game along, but it produces you know um bad feelings and in both the game and yourself (laughs) Uh (laughs) yeah and uh you've got to be it's got a little bar you know bad feelings versus good feelings of the community and if the bad feelings bar is too high you're at risk for rebellion and them killing you Uh, (laughs) fantastic hot eat the rich (laughs) yeah no no like it's it's a solid kind of you know capitalism slash socialism style of it sounds like a fun game it (laughs) sounds like a real real feel-good treat (laughs) it is it is it sure is a feel-good treat let me tell you boys die on the oregon trail dysentery uh i've been trying to i want a remastered version of that game god damn it sorry well, it, it it sounds like a and I mean I mean this it, like it sounds like a fun game because I've been trying to find a, a fun like world building game like that for my phone, but every one that I find is all pretty much like Clash of the Clans where it's, it's yeah. um fucking annoys me. I hate it. Like one where you like build towns and stuff like well, that. You build towns, you got to do stuff and like maybe you have missions, but I don't like it where you have to like build but then you have to remember to collect stuff, or you—I mean, not well, collect all, stuff. But they're all going to be like that because you need those. Let me rephrase those coins that they can make microtransactions out of. <laughs> right. Um, I don't like it that you have to like find some group of people to, and they have to like battle uh, in groups. But it requires you to join some sort of clan to survive. That like. Yeah. Like, like real people. Yes. Oh, um, I don't know if if the Final Fantasy. 15 mobile builder game has any clan stuff. Mm. I think if it does, it's completely optional. Um, but give that one a try. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I've, I tried uh, uh, the Elvenar one, which is like, it's the same. Or not the world of or, uh, Empire, what's it called? Empire something? World of Empire, Empire something? Age of know. Empires? Age of Empires. <laughs> Uh, got their em- empire. Uh, Empires of empire, empires. Right? Empire strikes back. Empire, empire. <laughs> I don't know. Third base. I would. I would play a game called Empire, Empire though. <laughs> uh, probably It'd be kind of fun. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Uh, but anyway, so that's how you get the black socks. They're very much, very much uh, clash of clans. And I. Bleh. Yeah. No, that's fair. So, anyways, any other thing, nerd grabs, any other things? Yeah, it's called Final Fantasy XV, A New Empire. Oh, okay. I'll try that one. Umpire Empire. <laughs> it's a group of umpires, and you have to go out and call good plays for baseball games. Conversely, 
Uh, no, that's really it. I did buy a new game on Steam, but I haven't really gotten a chance to play it yet. It's sort of, uh, if I had to describe it very quickly, I would call it fluffy Sekiro. <laughs> I'm listening. It's much more, uh, it's much more fast paced, hack and slashy, but still, you know, uh, that challenging. But you even have like the grappling hook. It takes place in feudal Japan. Uh, huh. It's it's very rough, mm. um, but I think it's on sale for Steam this week. Sure, and it's. It's pretty to look at, uh, but there's definitely uh, it's not fully translated. So ever so occasionally, there's characters I can't read. I go, well, eh, it's probably not important anyway. I'm just <laughs> running around hacking <laughs> and slashing and shit. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Well, anything anybody needs wants to promote anything? Uh, we did up? just have a new episode of uh, our Let's Play of Bloodstain go up. Yeah. Um, I, we're back on track with those. We had a little hiccup with uh, the the editing not being correct. Uh, but so we're back on track. Those are those are Thursdays. Um, check them out. They're I, I think they're pretty funny. Yeah, nice. Especially the the, the Sweeney Todd one. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean they're 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 about twenty minutes long, so they're they're fun to have in the background while you're sure while you're doing other nice. stuff. Nice. Uh, I got nothing, but maybe sometime soon. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I can't tell you anything yet. That was a nerd. Yeah, we were talking about this. Well, I was talking about it with Graham actually about. Galaxy, uh, uh, Galaxy Con, Quest, Galaxy. What's the new con we were talking? Galaxy's Edge. No, the Galaxy Con. Yeah, that what's coming up. Yeah. So I was asking him, like, I want to go, which I'm gonna go, but I was like, do I want to like? There's tons and tons of uh, stars gonna be there, and I want to do like, do I really want to do like a photo op? Because like Dave Batista's gonna be there, and I have this WWE Championship belt, and like, do I really want to pay eighty bucks for him to take a photo with and? Uh, sign my championship belt. Like it'd be cool for him to sign it, but do I really want to pay eighty bucks for a photo op too? Or so expensive. It's, it's especially so expensive. if you want to do like more than one. Cons- yeah, exactly. Considering there's uh, like all the the uh, the original, almost all the original cast that's still alive from Star Trek is going to be there, and like Dave Batista's eighty bucks. Uh, if they did, which which is, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. If they did like a two hundred dollar five. Person, they do uh, like a picture and pass ticket. Oh no, the two hundred dollars would be on top of your ticket. No, I, I'm not talking about the the cost to get in. Oh, but that's what I mean. I don't mean a ticket to get in, like a two hundred dollar pass. Where? Oh, I see what you're saying. Where you where you get like five people and right. they they you know they tick it off as you get in line. <laughs> right, that would be nice. Because that would be that would save you quite a bit. It would, because um, like and they would make a, they would probably make more money. It blows my mind that Dave Batista is eighty bucks, uh, William Shatner is eighty five, um, but somebody like uh, Joey Lauren Adams is fifty, or the guy that played Dante is fifty. Why? Why? Right. Why does that blow your mind? Dave Batista has been in a lot of things lately, and Joey Lauren Adams has not. And neither has <laughs> Jeff Anderson. Yeah, mainly because. He's five bucks cheaper than William Shatner. Yeah, he's super relevant right now. I suppose. But no. I don't know. It just seems like I don't know. Shatner. If anything, I I would be much more inclined to pay to meet Batista than William Shatner. Yeah, I, but there's so many that I want to be have photos with. It's, Fuck Shatner. I'm uh, not Shatner. I don't want Shatner. <sighs> but Dave Batista is like one of them. Where it's like, do I just wait? Can I just get his autograph and maybe get a photo? I don't know. But, like, do I really want to pay for the photo op thing? <sighs> decisions, man. I get you, Adult man. decisions. 
sucks. But I'm only going to go for two days. I'm not going to go all three. That's why I was asking if it was worth going three days. But I figured two days and I'll probably be done. Be like, man, I've seen it all. I just go one. <laughs> but if I want to get more than one photo. But anyways. And for 20 bucks, pretty much a day to go. It's not horrible. Anyways. So if you're going to be out at GalaxyCon, we'll, I'll be there. You'll be there a day. Rob, are you going to go at all? No? Yeah. Probably not, no. Mm, that's fine. We're going to start filming season two of Spoiler, sort of. So yeah. those, will, those will be out sometime by the end of the year, hopefully. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So stick around. We're going to do happy endings with... Uh, the Joker. The Joker, yeah. Boobs! <laughs> Which... <laughs> Boobs! Which is sort of ironic in this instance, but... Yeah, exactly. So this has been... A stick around for happy endings with The Joker. Uh, this has been Best Recent Ever, Episode 90, brought to you by Heroic Goods and Games in Minneapolis. I'm Nick. I'm Rob. I'm Kevin. And we will see you shortly. Boobs! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You're so dumb. Hi, it's Nick here from Best Threesome Ever. Did you know we're on Facebook and on Instagram? Well, we are. You can find us on Facebook at Best Threesome Ever. You can find us on Instagram at Best underscore Threesome underscore Ever. And you can comment, you can like us, you can ask us questions, you can leave us opinions about what you thought of something we talked about, whatever. Please go like us, follow us, subscribe to our stuff. And maybe if you're interested, buy some of our Best Threesome Ever merchandise in our shop on Facebook. Remember, that's Best Threesome Ever on Facebook and Best underscore Threesome underscore Ever on Instagram. Find us there. And now enjoy this episode's happy endings. Welcome to Best Threesome Ever's Happy Ending, a spoilerific review of whatever movie we just saw where we discuss all of the things that got us there. All right. And today's episode... As uh, we said a little bit ago, is The Joker, starring Joaquin Phoenix and uh, directed by Todd Phillips. And I didn't see this movie. So <laughs> I'm actually going to be stepping away uh, for a little bit. I'll be here with my comments and whatnot, but um, mainly this is going to be Nick and Kevin talking about the movie. So I guess yeah. I'll just act as moderator. So um, <laughs> words. I'm real good at this. Uh, yeah, uh, the Joker. Right. It was... Incel porn and go. I'm not going to lie. It was a lot better than I expected, but it, also a lot fucking darker than the previews even remotely touch on. Uh, <laughs> for real. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah it, it's heavy. And my one... Uh, overall, um, for the critics or the people that were saying, oh, this is glorifying bad people, blah, 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 it does quite the fucking opposite. I, I feel... <sighs> oh, by the way, this is going to be filled with spoilers, so... Oh, yes, of uh, course. Basically, if you're already a bad person, you're the only one who's going to think that it is telling you you're doing a good thing. Everybody who has some mild conscience will be like, no, they're saying that you don't do that. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of why I wanted Rob. I hope Rob would have seen it because it delves a l- deeper into the psyche of somebody with a lot of issues. The, the psychosis, the... But not even, not even true mental illness, just sort of... I don't want to say it's you know an excuse for you know, he's excused because of abuse, but you know trauma. Yeah, trauma plays a, a very large role in this. Yes, um, yes, it does. And this that emotional trauma, the 
you know, you find out that he was abused, that he doesn't remember that he was abused. Uh, I do like how his mom referred to him as happy and went on the Bruce Wayne thing. And we, or uh, not Bruce Wayne, Thomas, Thomas, Thomas Wayne, Wayne, which I still, have, I, just, I have so many opinions on the Thomas Wayne thing. Go ahead. Still, still, and I, I feel like the movie never really answered the question. Was she really? I mean, clearly she was. So I, uh, I was, I was right, but I was wrong. But I'm still giving myself half credit. <laughs> I will agree so, with that. I will agree with that. Because um, we don't. I mean, because he right. very much could have doctored. Uh, you know yeah. that that certificate of adoption. He has a lot of money, um, and she was. She worked at his home. She was a maid at, yeah. at Wayne Manor. Or somebody who worked at Wayne Manor, we assume a maid, and she's <laughs> a very good-looking woman. Yeah, and so you don't know. She could have uh, it. It could have been like a one-time tryst, but she it clearly had uh, some mental issues, and so he probably was like, "Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Let's 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 sweep this under the rug." She's, you know, she she has a lot of her own lies that she believes anyway. We can just add this to the list, and uh, I, I and I agree. And to the point where it was almost, I mean, the movie touches on it where like people with, which is very true in today's society, that people with money can make things happen and make things disappear and make, turn the narrative into what they want it to be. And I feel that, 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 how that Thomas Wayne was kind of like that person. Although I feel, I don't know, it, it twists me the wrong way to think that Thomas Wayne was that kind of asshole that but i it it doesn't because it, uh, regular thomas wayne you know in the very early batman comics is kind of made out to be a saint but as they keep kind of rehashing it his story gets darker and darker because he is the richest person in gotham the likelihood of him being a purely good person as we go along becomes less and less likely and they play him off as sort of a trump kind of character yeah. he has very much a make gotham great again but without actually saying it sort of <laughs> motto to his mayoral cam- yeah. uh, campaign he does, and that, and and part of me, what I was going to add to that was, uh, while I think that, it also is, from for me, it's also kind of the, the perspective of from Bruce. Like as a kid, you think your your parents are great, but as you get older, yeah, maybe they weren't always perfect, the perfect angels that you thought they were. And I feel that that's what they really touch on in this movie. Is that. <laughs> Have you ever played the Telltale Batman games? No. They're very interesting because they take a lot of liberties with the story. Um, in it, in the first one, uh, you find out that his father was probably one of the worst people in Gotham. Uh, he was doing experiments on people, mm-hmm. paying people off, mm. um, stealing money from everyone. Uh, he was a he was a bad guy. And and that's something you have to deal with uh, with the tarnished Wayne legacy. And it's not something that goes, oh, it turns out it was this all along. No, he was just actually a piece of shit, and it even carries over into the second game, mm. which is a dating simulator between Bruce Wayne and the Joker. I cannot recommend the second Telltale Batman games enough. If you ever wanted to play like a senpai game, that but it's the Joker with Bruce Wayne, that's that's your go-to. Hmm. Um, in this one, they flip it, and Harley Quinn is actually the leader mm-hmm. and overbearing and abusive, and Joker, who isn't even Joker yet, he's just John Doe. He was a, a mental patient mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. Uh, hangs on her every word, and it was a very, a very interesting flip in the dichotomy right. of it. Um, but you can basically befriend him to the point <sighs> of romance in this game. Nice. And it's, it's a little endearing, actually. <laughs> 
But no, and so that's you know that's an example of when they've they've kind of taken the whole Thomas Wayne thing and made it darker and darker. Right, and that's definitely what they do in this. Oh, yeah, very much. And and to your point, where you talked about this before, where we were worried about the age of Joker. To me, he's only twenty years older than. Because they kind of just say thirty years. Yeah, they, they, they say he's in his, his 30s. he's in his mid thirties. I mean, it's he definitely lived a hard thirty five ish years. But being that, <laughs> but but being that skinny as he is, it Ooh. kind of adds to. Oh yeah. Um, it kind of adds to it. So you kind of go, okay, yeah, he, that's a hard fucking thirty years that he's lived. Um, very hard thirty years, and obviously the actor's older than that. But I, I, I was. It was a believable. Yeah. Very believable, and so I. Um, I know we were worried about that, or you were more worried about it, or mm-hmm. we were did, had discussed it, and and then I thought about it too, where you think about like even actors, like actors who are in their fifties or sixties that are still doing action flicks that are still kicking ass. So I could believe that the Joker, even being twenty years older than Bruce, so when Bruce is in his thirties and Joker's in his fifties, that he's still able to, you know, kick ass and take names. And um, but more on to this movie, God, he. he did a his own Joker, and it was not like any Joker we've ever seen before. I I have to give him credit for bringing something new to the table. Yes, um, you know we always get the 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 gangster, the the criminal, the the worshiper of chaos, and now we have the you know sort of the, the mental patient that you see so often in the comics. Yeah, um, and. He did the the laughter, uh, like his uncomfortable laughter you see sometimes in the trailer was an actual like he's like this is a condition I have please don't mind it does not reflect my actual feelings like he has a card that he hands out to people yeah oh okay and it's every so, day, whenever he does it it's still super uncomfortable oh yeah. he suffers from pathological laughter well, yeah. got it okay. and like oh you just yeah. you're like oh stop stop right now yeah because it's it's, <laughs> it's it's borderline, and I, I think it's probably the way he played it, but it's borderline like he's laughing, but he's crying. But I think he's crying because he's laughing. He has a condition that he wants to stop, but he can't stop it. So it's like that inner, like, it's, yeah, it's hard to watch. But at the same time, it's part of the character, and you just go, and then... Just, okay, keep oh, I was just going to say, and then when he goes off his meds, then you're like, oh... Fuck. <laughs> well, and once he goes off his meds, he starts becoming much more stable. Yeah, I, I, stable isn't quite the right word. <laughs> right. But the, the, the lucid, I guess. Yeah. He more aware of uh, him, of himself. Sure. Whereas when he's on his meds, he's much more of a you know just kind of calm, like I, sure, like a, just just a little bit of kind of a weirdo, um, but much more serious once he's right. off the meds and um, the poor Zazzy Beats arc. <sighs> so we should talk about her. We should. I was going to say I wanted to. I wanted to get to this. What, so what is up he, with Zazzy Beats? So she movie? is his neighbor who he first mm-hmm. okay. meets in an elevator when it breaks down for a minute, and she just kind of she's like this place, right? And she kind of mocks, you know, shooting herself in the head, and then he he does it back to her in the hall, and she's just kind of okay, weirdo. Yeah. Um, but um, he follows her the next day, just around town, okay. being very creepy and just kind of watching her. And so she comes and uh, talks to him and says, "You know, were you following me?" He's like. Yeah, because she works at a bank. She's like, well, do you maybe want to come into my work the next time? I was kind of hoping you were going to rob the place so I wouldn't have to come to work after that. <laughs> he's like, I have a gun. I could. Do you want me to come tomorrow? And they have a laugh, and he's like, well, I'm actually a stand-up comedian. Uh, he isn't yet, but he takes a lot of notes. Sure. Um, he's like, well, you should come see me sometime. And she's like, well, maybe I will. Um, 
And so he's, you're like, all right, okay, okay, just a little te- teeny tiny bit of flirt. He managed to turn that that moment of creepiness around and make it kind of lighthearted. Yeah, he didn't nick all over it. He didn't nick all over it. <laughs> um, and as it goes on, like, he, so there's an incident that kind of turns it from from Affleck to Joker, and I call it Affleck because his name is Arthur Fleck. Sure, A Fleck, Affleck. Sure, sure. I don't know if that was on purpose, but. <laughs> You'd like it to be, but so, it's, um, it's Fleck Ph. His last name? No, no, isn't it F L E C K? I thought it was I Ph. Already, yeah, I looked this up. Anyway, um, sorry, but anyway, uh, so he is basically accosted on the train by these rich guys um, who all work for Wayne at Wayne at Wayne Tech as yeah. like you know as business as Young, general yeah. you know businessmen. Um, and he was given a, a gun uh, by his uh, by his coworker to protect himself. He's like, I can't have one. You know, I, I see a therapist. I'm not allowed. But he's like, I'll just take it, man. Sure. And so he defends himself and he shoots one. But then he keeps shooting and then he chases one down. And as he's running away, he shoots him again and again. And that's that's the turn basically of the, mm-hmm. of the film. That's where we set up Act Two. Okay. And so he runs. He gets away. He gets back home he's still in like half of his bloody he's still in like half his bloody clown costume he you know he lost his wig he comes in he knocks on his neighbor's door and just kisses her and they begin a relationship and you know she comes to see him do stand up he kind of sucks at first but then it seems like he's doing better and then uh, after a really bad day of finding out that Thomas Wayne is his dad and having Possibly, and then you know his mother having a stroke and visiting her in the hospital, um, which she was there for. Like she was rubbing his back and saying it was going to be okay. Sure. You know, he has this bad day of meeting the Waynes, and he is in her apartment, and she comes out. And she she she's startled by him. She's like, "I think you're in the wrong apartment. You're the guy down the hall, right?" Mm-hmm. And we're like, "Fuck you! Yeah. Oh, you did not just Fight Club us. Yeah. The whole relationship." Made up was made was in his head, and so it, ah! so it goes back and it shows every time he was just talking to himself on their date in the hospital. I was like, "You motherfuckers!" And he he just does this to her, the same uh, you, you know, gun to my head thing. Yeah, and then he don't see what happens, <gasps> and we we don't know if he killed her. We don't. Every other kill was not only confirmed but very visible this was an incredibly gory film mm. um, he, when he, I thought he left the apartment after that no he went back to his oh yeah that's right he did that's um, all we and see you heard, and you heard sirens but it, it sounded like they went by yeah. and like the fact that the knock on the door the next day was his co-workers and not the police kind of leads me to believe that 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 he let her go like he did uh, the his little person co-worker yeah because he in his mind she treated him right yeah, um, uh. and and it was it was a very it was a, a surprisingly psychological film. Yeah, okay, um, and very much. Yeah, it was things I didn't see coming, things I should have seen coming, things I did see coming. Like one of the last scenes, of course, being uh, you know Thomas, Martha, and Bruce Wayne in an alley <laughs> sure, after a film. Of what a surprise! During but a big uprising riot, I thought they did that really well. They like. Did. I, I felt that they tied that thing, that story of Batman 
into this movie very well. And it wasn't just like, oh, we were just leaving the theater. But no, it was they were at the theater when the riot happened and they were getting the fuck out. And I... <laughs> What is it with the goddamn pearl necklace? Everything, every it's it's one of the it's, it's a hallmark. It's it it is the one of the driving forces of Bruce's memory of the event, right? And so they keep that symbolism in there as sort of a tying, right? And I'm glad they it wasn't the Joker that pulled the trigger. And I'm me too. I'm very yeah. That's glad. that's a story that I don't necessarily care for, uh, where the Joker is responsible for the Batman. Now it was somebody inspired by him. He was wearing sure. a Joker mask. Right. It was not him. It was not him. Correct. Um, um, but he he did some shooting. Sure did. Oh, <laughs> just all of the kills were very gory. Mm. Um, between the the stabbings and the shootings, like you really see them happen, yeah, and it to the point of discomfort, uh, which is what I think he was going for. I I still don't know if I liked the movie. I didn't hate sure. it. It was uh, as Blake so eloquently put it after the the movie was over. He's like, "Well, that was an interesting yeah. case study. I don't know if I'd call it a film." <laughs> oh, oh dear. Yeah, and uh, but it it, it was. I'm still glad I saw it. Yeah, it okay. was. And uh, and kudos to uh, to the actress who played his mother. Uh, who oh, yet God, again yes. played a woman who makes her son believe that his uh, father is somebody famous. She has a she has a habit of that. Yeah. So uh, this is really just the story of Dark Barney Stinson. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. With the uh, with the television dad. Uh, right, of, right, 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 um, right. Bob Barker. I, yes. I forget that this. I honestly f- forgot that it was a DC movie. I mean, you knew it was a DC movie coming in. I mean, the big DC fucking logo at the beginning. But by the end, you're like, this is a DC movie. It's fucking dark. Like, There's not a ton of references to other characters. They, no. It took them a while to mention that it was Gotham and not just New York. Right. It, it pretty um, much, yeah. Uh, which they, they do it a couple of times, but it's also one of those Batman properties where the timeline is sort of lost. Mm-hmm. You don't really know what time it takes place in like they've they've said it's the early 80s because of the the trash right uh, yeah. the the garbage um the strike that, ac- that actually happened back in new york yep the um, graffiti subways and all yep. that and so it, it's definitely that you, you get kind of a late 70s early 80s vibe but then like there's also this theater playing talkies where everybody's dressed up you know to the nines like they used to do back in like the the forties, right. so it's very. You're like, well, this feels out of place because felt that they went to go see a. M- what movie were they watching? Uh, I couldn't even tell you. It, it looked kind of Marx or or uh, Chaplin. Yeah, something, it was some a, Charlie Chaplin and something. Yeah, and it was kind of so you're kind of like. So I don't know if that was like maybe a theme night for the theater. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Because it was um, Charlie Chaplin was definitely forties. But the film that they were coming out of uh, at the you know the. The classic Batman origin was the, uh, the Zorro, the gay blade. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It, uh, to, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, but like they, one of the things that's, you know, the, the, the mayor's cutting all this funding to social service <laughs> programs and that's why he can't get his meds anymore. And, yep. um, mm. his, Therapist, you know they're they're shutting down the center for low income people. So sure, um, and so hidden within it is also um, if you if you took Joker out of the film, it would be a great social social yes. commentary. You know, because there was even Eat you know rich, yeah. Thomas Wayne is a fascist yep. um, kind of a the the whole like you're a 
you're a social worker, you're helping me out, but you're not really helping me out because you always ask me the same fucking questions every single time. You don't listen to what I say. You're just doing your job, collecting a paycheck. Like This is Joker talking to the therapist. Sure, 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 sure. And that's when she explains that there's no more funding and that, you know, even me, they treat me like a piece of shit. I no longer have a job. So, like, uh, when he kills these these rich kind of businessmen, it sort of starts, a, you know, an anti-fascism revolt. and Sure. Right. It, uh, yeah, it, fuck. <laughs> well, there, like, I don't want, like Kevin said, I don't want to say I hated the movie, but I, I'm, I'm glad I saw it. I thought it was really well done. Um, the story moves along. There's no, uh, dull parts or any parts where you're bored or any parts where you're, uh, yeah, even the slow parts are very interesting. Right. Cause they, they, cause a lot of the slow parts are him being, a little weird, so you're you're sort of kind of trying to implode upon yourself. Uh, don't see it alone. Sure, yeah, too late. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is my recommendation. Uh, I mean, unless of course you're Nick. It's, see it with a then it's see fine. it with a buddy old pal old chum. Sick and twisted mind that I have. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the, his 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 so uh, psychotic ness socio sociopath. Uh, thing where he feels he kills these people and feels no remorse about it. In fact, when he's on the talk show, he almost wants to. He that's when he finally gets to talk about it and brag about it, and he finally has that release of talking about it and admitting that he killed these people, and he like feels good about it. Uh, and then, and I thought Robert De Niro was great. Yeah, just in that Johnny Carson esque role. Yeah, because and in, in, he. Basically lets him talk and tries to talk to him about it and be like, "Why this isn't something to be proud of? This this does not make you a good person. This does not make you the symbol that these people rising up are think you are. This you're this is evil. Yeah, what hmm. you did. Sure. Yeah, and then he tries to, I, and it also kind of makes you. <laughs> it kind of like you were talking about with the social commentary. It even speaks on like just treat people like decent people don't be a fucking asshole to them because joke even points out to Robert De Niro that you showed this video of my comedy thing that made fun of me for it and that's why I want you to call me jokers because you called me a joker uh, and were making fun of me and uh, you know and even De Niro tries to in his character tries to not backpedal but kind of defend it but like dude it was just a, it was just a bit it was a, a thing that we do you know what's the big deal and it to him it was a big deal to be made fun of on a national or national, I would assume a national show, or it seemed very centric to Gotham because they talk about Gotham. But I mean, I suppose there'd be any talk show that takes place in a big city like that. Because like when he was prepping him for the show, when he was you know in the green room, he was yeah. he was completely different. He was like you know I, I love this shtick, um, you know the whole going against the grain of this whole clown rise up thing. I love it. Just be yourself. I'm really glad to have you here. It's really nice to meet you. Uh, yeah, right. very different. Very different. Yeah, and, the, and his it, his producer or whatever was like, I don't was, think we should have him on. Kind of a dick. Yeah, and he was like, No, no, no. I like this. I like what he's doing here. He's, he's, and it's and you almost thought he was gonna he was gonna have a change of heart from it because yeah. it was like, Oh, he's not a dick. I right didn't. But see no, it. and and I think that was kind of the the turning point between because his original plan, what he made to seem uh, when he was kind of rehearsing by himself in his apartment, mm-hmm. was he was gonna tell this knock knock joke and kill himself. Oh. And uh he yeah. he he changed he, he changed the punchline. Um I'm sure gonna, did. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that Sure did. I'm gonna keep that under wraps. All right. Yeah. Uh, but uh it was 
not the punchline you expected. Not the punchline I expected. <laughs> no, I, I, I would say that's a very fair and very accurate description. But yeah, it. Uh, yeah, you had. <laughs> that, that, that's sort of the general feeling this movie leaves you with it's, after you're finishing. It's like, well, that. Uh, I mean, it's. Uh, oof. <laughs> I think my comment to you, I, I messaged you shortly after I saw it and we're like, so that Joker movie, huh? <laughs> you're like, yeah, it's a movie. I'm like, <laughs> it, it's heavy. And yeah. I, I don't want to say you have to be in the right mindset, but you have to go unprepared to be not happy. That's not very funny. Anything. Um, sure. It's it speaks a lot on like you were saying, like a lot of social commentary. Uh, it speaks a lot of um, on mental health and uh, a person's perspective who might be going through some traumatic events. And um, it's a. I, I don't want to say it's a modern uh, falling down. If you remember the movie Falling Down with Michael Douglas. Yes. Yes, I do. It's a great movie. But it's kind of a psychotic version of that. Way darker. Way darker. But it, it, it definitely, like, and I, I joke about it, but it wasn't the, the, the incel porn that, that you're led to believe, especially because the director is such a fucking douchebag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, I, was, I was also kind of um, likening it to, like, Requiem for a Dream. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, um, very much so. Because you're, you're sort of left feeling very downtrodden by the end. Um, <laughs> Just which, amusingly, is starring Jared Leto. <laughs> Another joker. Yeah. Uh, and also in Fight Club. Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. Very yeah. Less, uh, less drugs. Uh, less drugs and less titties uh, different drugs but That's I don't true. know if I'd say less <laughs> uh, well. I remember bare titties in this movie were there bare titties no I no, said drugs, drugs. oh said I drugs. I, when I said less titties I, I'm sorry because there's a lot of sex in Rec Room for a Dream they have sex in the car and no but there, there is quite a bit of uh, you do see quite a bit of of of, uh, of Arthur, yeah, free the pee, man. Oh, all right. Not quite his pee, but you very close. Very close. Yeah, very close. Hmm. Man, he lost a lot of weight for this role. Yeah, he was he was skinny. Apparently, that shoulder thing, that kind of gross shoulder thing he does, is just a thing. That's actually him. Ooh. Yeah, like he didn't like bend his body to do that. He just that's just him. That well, well, that he he's able to bend his body like oh, that. Gotcha. Yeah, it was. It was creepy. It was yeah. It was very. It, yeah, it's a dark. It's dark, man. Fucking dark, dark, dark. I, although I will say it was very good, a very good dark film. Like it, it makes you think about stuff, and uh, it adds a lot of more <sighs> character to Joker. I don't know if that's the right word I'm looking for, but it definitely rounds for me. Uh, as much as I know about Batman, which isn't as much as you guys, but to me, Joker was kind of like the just the psychotic, crazy, um, insane person. But this adds a lot more depth to that character of the the Joker persona. No matter which Joker you fill in, that's how Joker started out. But he got a lot more depth. Right. I'd say probably around uh, Death in the Family okay. is when they really started giving him real character development. Okay, so this to me just it filled that filled that out, and now you kind of get Joker more if that's uh, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And fuck it, yeah, you have to be prepared to see this movie. Otherwise, <laughs> just, just mentally, just before you go in, just be like, 
okay, there's not going to be a lot of, I mean, there's, there's comedy, but it's very dark comedy. Like when his, his joke and his, his thing where it says my, I hope my, my life makes, what was it? My life makes a lot more sense after I'm dead, but it's sense C E N T like money. Like I make mm-hmm. a lot more sense mm-hmm. dead than I do alive. I hope my death makes more sense than yeah. my life. Me, and he writes it in, and I don't know if it was a misspelled word or if it was purpose, but to me it made quite the impact. Like that, he spelled it C E N T S, money wise, which is it, it could have gone either way. His handwriting was rough. right, but at the same time, it's very much that dark, twisted humor, that gallows humor that they use. So, uh, so what's your recommendation? Yeah. Where are you ranking how this? many? How many sees it out of out of five? <laughs> Whatever we goofy use, ra- our goofy rating system. Our, how many numbers out of ten stars? <laughs> I don't want to do stars. Um, well, no, I just I mean our goofy rating right. system, which is see it now, catch a matinee. Yeah. I would thumbs Netflix up. The I would definitely say see it. I don't know if it would say see it right now, um, but I definitely see it. Don't not even a matinee unless you're. Not a huge fan of Batman. If you hate Batman, then see a matinee, but definitely see this movie. Um, it is not a normal DC property. It is not a normal uh, anything that they've you know produced recently. It's quite the opposite. I think this is a very standalone DC movie, um, but I would definitely recommend seeing it. Uh, I, I agree. Make some time for it just out of... It, a, uh, d- despite my, my feelings of the movie as a whole, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's performance was incredible. Yeah. Uh, he, he really brought it to the yard on this one. And I know he, he does, you know, kind of, kind of crazy pretty well. But yeah. he, um, it was a really good performance. And uh, basically anything that Zazie Beats is in will get my money. So, <laughs> sure. She did really well, too. She really did. As this, you know, struggling single mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, you're right. I was, I was devastated that his, that his, what I thought was his one ray of hope in this whole movie was not really. Not, it was just in his brain. That was it. Crushed me a little bit. It, that was about the only part I felt sympathetic for the Joker at. I, I sure. let a, a out a very audible inhale. Uh, hands over mouth <laughs> in the theater, <laughs> <clears throat> and it, uh, that was kind of the general consensus amongst the theaters. Everyone was like, "Oh, fuck, Jesus, fuck, <laughs> shit, fuck." There's a when I saw it, I saw it at like one o'clock on Friday. Actually, I saw it at one o'clock on Friday. So there was a, a smitten of people in there, a much older crowd than I expected. Like yeah. people in the movie theater were older than me watching this movie, so they were. Pretty quiet. I laughed at some parts that I people probably thought I was psycho at, but <laughs> and it's like uh, you know when they when they did because the, there were a few big reveals, but with that one, you know, a lot of times when you get the oh this never happened reveal, you're always left with kind of a oh uh, <laughs> like even Fight Club. I was like yeah. ah, you got me, but this one <laughs> the reaction was nothing other than ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh. you're welcome. Uh, oh, my ears are bleeding now. They are not. Shut up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so see it. 
see it. Yeah. Make some time for it. I, I don't care if it's matinee or even in the theaters, or if you just want to wait till you have a, 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 a few friends to watch it with uh, once it comes out on digital or Blu-ray or what have you, but uh, make some time sure. for it. Yeah, definitely we'll need to uh, talk to somebody. <laughs> You'll need to definitely have a therapy He's session. You're going to need a therapy session. Yeah. yeah, even if it's just going out with your friends and just... <sighs> having a couple drinks and laughing you need to laugh after this movie so sure um shut up shut up what is what what is happening facebook ad (laughs) (laughs) all right anything else to add kevin about this movie that's that's all i got yeah that's about all i got so i got nothing bob (laughs) (laughs) thanks rob you're welcome I appreciate you. That's why I was here. All right. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us for Happy Endings. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you're as... This time, not as much, but you know. <laughs> Hopefully you weren't as... Uh, I was going to say... Dis- I was going to try to throw disappointed in there, but I don't really know how that would work. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> Hopefully this Happy Ending wasn't as disappointing as... Ron Jeremy. A bad hand job. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't even going to say a bad hand job. This is more of like a... a, a Grinding over denim, <laughs> yeah. When you're <laughs> bad, when you're 15, <laughs> a bad, a bad dry hump. Uh, <laughs> watch, watch, big mouthed. I, I, <laughs> I have an experience exactly to tell you guys off. Yeah, the dance or the, or the Kevin Smith one. Um, anyways, all right. Yeah, thanks for joining us for happy endings. Uh, this has been our sparkly filled episode of uh, the, the Joker. Joker. So we will see you. All right, I'm Nick. I guess I'm Rob. I'm Kevin. I suppose. <laughs> we'll see you next time. The views held here by the nerds of Best Threesome Ever do not directly reflect the views of nerds everywhere. 